My guest today is a man by the name of Christos. So when I first started out Digital Podcaster, I didn't really know anybody. I mean, I know a lot of people in the marketing space, but I've said it before and it's worth saying again, Digital Podcaster is almost like a secret project of mine. I don't use any of my existing resources to do Digital Podcaster and I'm building it from scratch. One of the things that I like about that idea is I form relationships based on starting from ground zero. I'm not going out there and using my existing relationships, things like that. So I'm starting essentially from an obscure person who nobody knows anything about, and it's a lot of fun. One of the people that I connected with really early on that has been amazingly kind to me is this man named Christos. Christos lives in Greece, and he has a thriving Instagram page. He has the nickname Professor, and Honestly, I feel like I've known the man as soon as I connected with him on Instagram. There's, I guess there's a thing when you spend a lot of time on a platform, especially like Instagram, where pretty quickly you can tell if you're going to vibe with someone or not. You kind of know. And with Christos, it was very quick. I got the feeling of trust and I felt like I knew him. Honestly, I've told him this in direct messages. I've said, you feel like an uncle to me and it's like I've known you. And Christos was kind enough to ask me, where I, I made a reel um, on how to podcast for his Instagram. And he already has this thriving page and I had no following really at the time, but he enjoyed the content I was making. I very much got value out of the content he makes. And so it was really cool. It was just a cool relationship that started from nothing. And him and I have become friends and um, it means his relationship Uh, I value it a lot and I'm super happy and excited that I can have him on the podcast and we were able to have a discussion in depth because I was able to pick his brain more that I can't necessarily do through Instagram DMs, things like that, because the professor, as I'll call him, knows a lot about Instagram and marketing and he has a lot of knowledge to share. And I love the way he looks at Instagram in general because he's looking at it from a different viewpoint. I've met with so many marketers and I'm really selective when I have people on this podcast because I don't want to talk to someone for an hour about, you know, just the best practices, all these things. I love one of the things that Christo says in this episode is he doesn't look at other content to get ideas for content to create on Instagram. He's not getting ideas there. He's getting ideas through all these different things. Here I am giving spoilers away to the podcast. So (laughs) without any further ado, let me introduce to you my friend, Professor, Mentor, Christos. Welcome to the podcast, Christos. First off, well, first off, thank you for joining me on here. I just want to say welcome and big fan and I love everything you do. And I feel like, I feel like uh, I know you so well through your content, which speaks a lot to your content. But I do have to say one thing before we begin. Um, And I didn't warn you about that. I was going to say this, but for every curse word on the podcast episode, you have to do one dancing lip syncing Instagram reel. Okay. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I wanted to see if you could go a whole episode without cursing, but it honestly doesn't matter. You can curse. It's totally cool. Um, (laughs) I just wanted to say that because you don't do the Instagram reels. 
<laughs> like that. Conversing only f- when I'm passionate about something, and if you know, I I I feel, you know, I I can feel my thoughts exploding in my mind and the only way I can express them is by using the F word or or something similar because it's like drowning me. They want to come out. When I talk talk Greek, I have such a, you know, more rich uh, vocabulary and ways of expressing myself. So I don't have to curse. So you will never hear me cursing in Greek. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Almost never. Yeah. yeah, but not not by using those cliche F words, you know, uh, stereotype, you know, boring curses. Yeah. Uh, but when I'm talking in in, in English, uh, I mean, it's like having a big stream of water, a big river, and only a narrow path, a narrow where all those thoughts and feelings can go through. And this can become a problem. <laughs> so now my only way is to take a hammer and start breaking down things. But yeah. I'm way more peaceful when I'm teaching, when I'm uh, 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 talking, uh, when I'm presenting, when I'm doing my keynotes in in Greek. That's fascinating. Because I have my vocabulary. I have, you know, everything. It's like me talking English is like fighting with boxing with one hand tied behind my back. <laughs> I Makes know want I to have learn Greek. so many more things to give, so much more energy to give, and I simply can't. That makes me that makes me sad in a lot of ways because it makes me want to be able to experience that because I experienced so much energy from you. And just for the record, I have nothing against cursing. I just wanted to um, hopefully one day see you do dancing, lip syncing reels. But um, I have nothing against the cursing. But uh, you have so much uh, like it comes across in your content and. That's so interesting you say that because like one of my questions or one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is the limitations of content in general. When you're limited to like one picture on Instagram and the caption and you stand out to me so much on your content because of like you you convey so much in a post. And then hearing you say that about English is interesting because I'm like, wow, what else is there? Like what else? What? <laughs> I'm like I'm I'm only seeing like a part of the color spectrum like and there's a whole nother spectrum that I'm missing um how do you do you feel limited by just Instagram sometimes in general with the content limitations I guess you could say Yes I feel I I get this a lot especially uh before carousels so I couldn't find I used to hate not i'm not gonna say hate i i couldn't stand instagram because i wasn't able to be useful through instagram so i thought i was thinking that instagram is just for sharing your breakfast moments and your uh uh you having fun at your best friend's wedding and vacation and uh your cat and you know your tea and stuff like that basically it's like a, i don't know a, a photo journal or a scrapbook sharing photo moments. And this is what Instagram was back then, right? But then at some point, uh, I started seeing designers sharing educational content using carousels. For those who don't know what carousels are, are basically Instagram slideshows 
where you can have up to 10 photos on Instagram and you can start swiping left or right and go through a story. Uh, so basically, a carousel is anything from two slides to 10 slides. And I remember a, a designer named Misko and an author uh, who is now uh, a good friend, uh, Michael Yanda, Janda, and then Christo, another mentor, uh, using this format, not just to present photos and share a photo story, but now sharing a lesson with a cover, like a mini magazine, like a mini illustrated comic, like a mini book or ebook of 10 slides. Stories and lessons that had a beginning, a cover, an impressive headline, and an introduction and uh, uh, details and and and, and value. Yeah. Plus a slide 10 asking us to do something and save this and uh, starting conversations. And like, oh my God, oh my God, Instagram can become uh, a, a tool to help people to share more useful things, more practical things. And for us educators, because you have to be a, an educator to want to, to recognize this option. If you're an influencer, okay, great opportunity to share more photos of me. Uh, but for me as a teacher and an educator, it was like a, a eureka moment, an aha moment. Oh my God, Instagram now has meaning. I can do things with Instagram. This is what uh, grabbed me. I've start, uh, I started creating carousels in Greek, and uh, that was September 2019, and uh, oh, wow. on uh, December 15, 2019, I've switched to English content, because now I wanted to expand, to build, to make new friends, to help more people. How easy to, was that uh, transition from? From one day overnight. Greek content, next yeah. day, English content, no, never looking back. Same content, just different language. Yeah. Yeah. Not wow. same posts. Same posts, yeah. Not same posts, same yeah, content. Same yeah. content. Same yeah. idea, same direction, uh, same vibe. Yeah. 500 something followers back then, one year later or two years later, 160,000 followers. Switching to English was basically me going on a bigger stage because I see Instagram as a stage, as a, a big theater where you have your audience and each and every one of us can go up on stage and present himself or herself to an audience. And they, we can choose to teach, we can choose to uh, entertain, we can choose to motivate we can choose to become Gary Vee, Tony Robbins, Seth Godin, uh, Mel Robbins, any style we want. Chris, do you? Yeah. Yeah. From, from clowns to uh, life changers. Yeah. It's yeah. our choice. This is the stage. We have the audience that we have to fight for their attention. Yeah. We have our stage. Is up to us to choose who we want to be and yeah. what we want to do with this audience. Some have 100 people. 100 people is not uh, uh, 
uh, a few. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I have spoken in front of 100 people, and it's impressive if you if you're living it, if you're experiencing live on Instagram. It's like, oh my god, I have just 100 followers. Yeah. 500 followers. Oh my god. 100. 1,000 followers. Wow. Yeah. Chris, I get anxiety around a group of five people. So <laughs> five people, I'm like, okay, where's the exit? You know, <laughs> in <yeah>. person. <laughs> But <laughs> so it was a bit like a challenge for me. Now I have a, a different, a bigger stage. It's out of my comfort zone, not in terms of language, because yeah. when we are talking about posts, I have all the time in the world to go my post through Grammarly or other uh, online services and fix the typos and uh, craft them and correct them and revisit them, etc. It was uh, uh, it was going out of my comfort zone because co- now I couldn't steal ideas, translate them in my own language, mm-hmm. and post them without risking of someone discovering what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So now I had to be original. So anytime I was getting inspiration from other creators, I had to work twice as hard to remix that idea, to combine it with other creators, with other ideas and produce something way more original because it's easy to start posting in uh, Spanish or uh, Bulgarian or Italian or French or Greek or Turkish, getting ideas from top English speaking creators, translating those ideas, you know, changing the graphics, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically keeping the idea just translated and no one will find out that's fascinating i never thought about that that's like a whole it's a whole market um i would assume i've not i haven't obviously been in many non-english feeds but that's is that a whole that's a whole thing i mean i've seen some crazy shit right (laughs) yeah people (laughs) think no one will figure this out yep but i've seen and i know exactly the post and the creator yeah. Who are stealing, stealing from, yeah. getting inspiration from. Yeah. Okay. To be, to be a bit more polite. Yeah. But I know. And yeah. they know. It's not what I know. It's what they know. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't want to feel safe and secure that I can go out there, grab anything from bigger creators, English speaking creators, and pretend that I'm important to my Greek audience by sharing amazing ideas and I'm telling you, I've done this and it didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. It's so like I, have, I have posts that I know that those were not my words. Those were not my ideas. Mm-hmm. This is something I saw and I just translated it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to feel this way. I mm-hmm. wanted to make things more challenging to me, more difficult to me. So I, uh, I shifted to English content. And a new journey began, uh, bigger stage, bigger challenges, tougher competition, uh, more demanding, et cetera, et cetera. And make makes me think like when, now that you've been doing this for a while now and you're doing it on a high level that many people are working towards, but not a lot of people actually get towards, it makes me um, think about how you see a lot of 
content creators, marketers, all sorts of categories of Instagrammers, let's just call them, I guess, is that when they're faking something, that it stands out. Like it's so obvious to you. Um, sometimes it's obvious to me, but you see it and then you go, this is, you see what's wrong like immediately because you, you, you're experienced with it and they are putting on a show, they're faking it. And those are some of the things you call out on your content of like, that no BS and that um, authentic touch to it that just cuts through the noise. And I don't, it, it seems like there is like, and this happens, I guess, with a lot of things that like marketers touch is there's like the exploiting of different things, whether it's carousels, reels, different types of content where they just try to uh, magnify, like they try to get, I want to get likes or I want to get this, I want to get that. And it's really just chasing the high or something it seems like um, in your experience or what it seems like what I get from your content is that you really like cut through the, um, the, the nonsense of, of what people are trying to exploit the platform for, if that makes sense. People are on Instagram for several reasons. And uh, this is because Instagram is not, a business tool. It can be a business tool, mm -hmm. but it can also be a place for creativity and a place for uh, making friends and a place for uh, uh, never sending a message or DMing someone, but start consuming content and uh, uh, get in touch with your hobbies and with your side hustle, etc. So no matter if we uh, use educators and business owners and social media managers and coaches and uh, all of us who want to help people achieve something, uh, get uh, transform themselves because you try to transform people for uh, their starting point A to be, now become a more courageous, uh, a creative podcaster, content creator, etc. I'm trying to do the same uh, on Instagram and on YouTube, etc. There are so many people who don't give an F about education they're on instagram to watch funny cut videos and to yeah. uh, stay in touch with their friends yeah and have like uh, uh, a personal private account and they don't want to get educated so each one of us is on instagram for its own uh purpose mm -hmm. that makes thing sense. is yeah. mm -hmm. when and uh, a social media marketing coach, an Instagram coach, a growth coach, a content strategist <laughs> like so many myself. Yeah. <laughs> I like to define myself as, uh, I don't know, basically I do social media marketing, mm -hmm. but I'm focusing on content strategy. So mm -hmm. how you can learn how to use content to serve your branding and your business, no matter the platform. Mm -hmm. when i'm giving tips my tips are not for everyone if i was giving if i was advising my daughter or an artist who has nothing to do with business all he wants is to share his art if i was advising him how to treat instagram and where and what to uh, pay attention to my tips will be completely different so for example when i talk to business owners i'm telling them 
followers are important because followers are not just a number. They are your audience. They are your supporters. They are your brand's advocates. They are your uh, network. They are your clients. They are potential clients, past clients, anything. Friends, colleagues, peers, supporters, mentors, students, everyone can be part of our audience. For a teenage girl or a teenage boy who is starting on Instagram, I would advise, don't pay attention to followers. Don't go out there for followers. Because now followers are just, they, they see followers as admirers, uh, a, a, a success status, popularity, etc. I would advise a business to go after likes and to pay attention to metrics because they are basically, their feedback, their metrics. You can't ignore uh, data. You can't ignore your metrics because it's the only way to figure out what you can do better, what you can do different, what you can keep doing or quit doing. Yeah. If I was talking to my uh, uh, daughter when she becomes a teenager, I would be like, hide your likes. No one has to know how many likes your photo, creation, expression, thought, uh, get, not even you. Learn to love content creation for content creation. Learn to how to express yourself, but do it for yourself. So depending on who we are talking to, tips can be completely different. That's fantastic. My tips are meant, my tips are for business owners on Instagram, for those who see uh, social media, Instagram as a business tool. Yeah. So if you are, a business owner who is treating social media and basically everybody who should, who every business owner should treat social media as a business tool. Yes. You should post on a daily basis. I could never advise a kid or a hobbyist to post every day, post whenever you want. Cause it's a hobby. Yeah. Enjoy it, create, share, Stop doing it. Keep doing it. Yeah. Do more. Do less. Quit and then come back. It's a hobby. Yeah. Enjoy it. But if it's part of your business, stop fooling around. Stop acting like a hobbyist. Stop treating like a hobby and treat it the same way you are, you, you are, you are treating your business. So show up every day, at least five days a week, same way you are treating your job. Every day, be there for your audience, your client, your job, your, your employees, everything, and learn how to master it and uh, take full advantage of it and of the business tool it is. That's fascinating. I haven't told you this before, but I, like, I have my personal Instagram um, that is not business related, and I've felt conflicted for years on how to use it. I rarely post on it. Like, Rarely. I posted once in the last couple of years, I think, on it. And because I always felt weird because on my personal one, I'm it's like uh, friends from high school or, you know, family. And I'd never I've never been one to like just share post about my private personal life, like all over social media. It's not been something I've wanted to do, but I felt like I needed to do it because of a probably a mental thing around needing to post to keep up with the with the likes or the the vanity significance metrics of it. And I always felt conflicted about how to use it. And it took me years to start digital podcaster to 
basically be like, this is just a service tool where I can educate and hopefully at a portion of the time entertain, but educate. And that just makes so much sense to me now on why, how I separate the two in my mind that I haven't like, wish I would have learned that about seven years ago. It would have saved me a lot of time. Um, so where were you, Christo, seven years ago in my life? But uh, <laughs> but that is one of those things that um, it really has makes a difference with that purpose, right? Is that And that seems like what you're talking about is that intention behind why you're using the app itself. It's not exactly. because it is like a one size fits all. When you go on there, you're like, oh, I see businesses, brands I like. I see influencers. I see friends. I see family. And everyone's using it kind of differently. But there is really just two lanes to choose it's very quite simple when you put it like that for me if you're a business there is no such thing as vanity metric it's like telling okay i got 10 amazing reviews reviews could be a vanity metric oh look at those reviews how great things it's saying about me and my clients love me is it our reviews a vanity metric of course yeah. not it's a yeah. tool to attract more clients yep. same way on social media. Followers are not a vanity metric. Followers is because we know how hard it is for people to grow on social media. Yeah, especially of Instagram. Course, of course, give me one sec. <laughs> Only fake followers can be a vanity metric. So I'm just displaying a number, a number I didn't earn. I didn't work hard for it. I just paid to get it. And now I'm displaying it, you know, on top of my account. And I'm like, look, my account has a lot of followers. No, the, the, this is not even vanity. This is stupidity. And I, I, I feel like I'm a good eye. At, I look at an account. They have 700,000 followers. And, you know, I don't know. It's just like there's the, there's the ratio that's always like, that's, this is way off. Even with, I know Instagram reach and things like that, but if, if you have 20,000 followers and every post gets 20 likes, I'm kind of suspicious. It's no, it, it, it's an issue is not suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, of, of course it's like now you're having a sleepy community. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you bought your followers, but there are tools now and they are free when you can dive in, type the name of the account and mm -hmm. see their growth curve. So if you see like a flat line and then a spike going Boop, plus 20,000, yep. and then back to flat line. Yep. This means at that specific day, and you can spot it to the day, uh, this account grew by 20,000 followers. No account can grow overnight 20,000 followers and then keep getting no followers. Yeah. So yeah. they bought their followers. But yeah. if you see like a curve going up and going plus 20, plus 40, minus 3, plus 80, you know that this is... A, this audience is, is real mm -hmm. and it's okay. So unless the followers are fake, followers are not a vanity metric. They are social proof. It's an audience. Uh, they are, cause, cause th this number now includes your friends, your family, your colleagues, your peers, your competitor, your industry people, your community members, your tribes, uh, your, your tribe, other tribes, uh, mentors, friends, uh, advocates, supporters, super fans, clients, past clients, future clients, all those sorts, acquaintances. How, how, how this can become a vanity metric? Yeah. 
Yeah. This is my this is my audience. This is my community. Yeah. And that social proof is is real. If so if you go to someone a business page or an influencer and an influencer is like I'm an influencer and I have five followers, I do be- like yes, you're influencing the five people and anyone who comes across, but it's it's just it's it's undeniable that it's different if if you go to an influencer's page and they have a million followers or something. Um Yeah. And the, obviously the brand deals and things like that. I do want to say one thing about the um, 20,000 followers, I have a client and I keep it a little vague, but um, I, I've i managed Instagram accounts in the past. I have a client who uh, has a, let's just say, motivational Instagram. This was a few years ago. Kim Kardashian uh, shouted this person out in her stories. And I was kind of, it was kind of like one of those moments like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? Kim Kardashian just shouted out this account. I'm looking at that. It's like in the stories, I'm like screenshotting the Kim Kardashian just mentioned. And it was like, how many followers is this going to get? And the kind of letdown of how many followers actually followed, you know, the expectations. It's like when someone has that many followers and they shout you out, you're like, I could come up, I could have, is this going to go turn into a million followers? And yeah, there's obviously followers that came over, but it wasn't the number at which some of these fake accounts can seemingly jump up. Like you said, 20,000 followers overnight. It's like, even if Kim Kardashian shouts you out, I don't know that 20,000 would be a realistic number at all. (laughs) Any shout out is just a new opportunity for new people to discover us. Yeah. Now, based on the account, because at that moment, we will get an increased amount of profile visitors. Mm -hmm. But now it's up to our account bio, feed, post, topics, design, aesthetics, anything, personality, to convert them to Mm -hmm. followers. Now, if Kim Kardashian kept doing shout outs Mm -hmm. every two days, paid or organic, this repetition uh, would have way better results. So even if I'm Kim Kardashian and and I'm telling you, Guys, go follow this guy. Yeah. My super fans will go because yeah. they're like everything you say. Okay. I, I mean, you can tell me to go dive off that cliff. I will do it. But not everyone is a super fan. So, okay. You've recommended it. So what? I've checked it out. Nothing important. I don't know why you like it. Also, so many people know about paid shout outs. So it can be like, Okay. This is an ad. Maybe this creator paid you to do a shout out. Do I have to follow? Of course not. Yeah. You got your money. You're okay, <laughs> but I'm not going to follow it. Yeah. Uh, thing is, everything on Instagram for a business matters. Followers, engagement, because everything is an indication of something. Mm-hmm. Comments means uh, mean conversations, mm-hmm. likes mean, uh, 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 you know, a, a post that was relevant and well-designed and well-produced or anything. Saves mean uh, that, and uh, that means that. <coughs> it's up to us now to start gathering those data and uh, adjusting, fine-tuning our content strategy. Because without data, we can go anywhere. And this is where I don't agree with the engagement group approach. Mm, 
Because mm-hmm. if I pay to join an engagement group with 500 members and I pay, so every time I post, all those 500 people will come and like my post mm-hmm. every time. And I have to do the same, of course. Now, every time I post, no matter if I post the most valuable thing or the most worthless piece of shit, I'm getting 500 likes. Am I learning anything? It's like having your kid getting just, well done, bravo. Oh, you're so good. You're so good. And you did nothing wrong. This kid is destroyed now. Yeah. It's like participation. Like. You did it. What did I do? Yeah. What did you showed up. Yeah. And that's great. You showed up, but that doesn't Even mean- if they do mistakes, because at least now they've showed up. But imagine yeah. uh, g- getting like an F in his exams. Mm-hmm. No, no right answers. And the teacher go like, A plus. Yeah. Bravo. Well done. Yeah. We are building now a worthless, crippled personality. Yeah. I find some of the most valuable, some of the most valuable comments to me are the ones where they say either they disagree or they ask me to explain further or ask me to like, there's some type of critical thinking involved of, I'm not seeing what you're trying to say. And I go, oh, that's an opportunity for me to be more clear. Also, if I look at those metrics, then I know what resonated, what didn't resonate, helps me inform what's being heard uh, correctly, I guess, right? So now you you are getting this engagement, this fake engagement, this paid engagement. You are getting no signals of what's working or what not, because everything now is getting the same amount of engagement. And at some point, you stop being part of this group Uh because you feel like, okay, you're not. Yeah. And you're posting on the next day and you're getting like four likes. And you're like, wow, what do I have to do now? Is this like the mafia? This would be like the mafia. You you ex the mafia, you got no family, no loyalty, you got the <laughs> plus, even if engagement groups work, so I'm my post is getting engagement fast because I'm paying for that engagement. Mm-hmm. And my post actually managed to rank uh in uh hashtag pages in the and in the explore. Mm-hmm. Everyone who's gonna see my post will pay no attention because my posts suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It went there only because of the paid engagement. So people will never convert. Yeah. Even you, if my post yeah. reaches the, the, the explore page, reaching the explore page doesn't equal new follows. Anyway, that thing is, yeah, we need data. We need real data. We need the good, the likes, the comments, etc. But we also need the absence of engagement so we can understand what doesn't work. And then we can go even deeper. Am I, or, okay, I have, because trust me, there are specific type of posts and specific type of topics, of topics and specific ways of treating content that will get you the likes. But uh, Ford said, if uh, the creator of car, mm-hmm. if, I, mm-hmm. if, I uh, was, if I ask the people what if, they want, 
Yeah, if I, I was going to listen, yeah. yeah, what my clients was uh, want, I would have given them faster horses. I always think of that. I love that quote. Yes. So now it's the, the this is where you have to understand what works, but you also have to figure out if you want to be a thought leader, an influencer with a real meaning, influencing, impacting people's life, creating a change, as Seth Godin, making change happen, as Seth Godin says, or you're going to be like the follower type of account who's just reproducing and giving your audience ice cream, because everybody loves ice cream, but ice cream is not healthy. Chocolate, candies, lollipops are not healthy, but people love it. So at some point, we have to set out a strategy that will include both the ice cream, but also the vegetable, healthy uh, food content. And and if, if you can make vegetables taste good, then I feel like that's that's the winning strategy right there, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> now you have to present your veggie post in a way we are presenting them to our kids. So making funny faces <laughs> and, you know, uh, uh, being uh, burgers and, you know, funny faces yeah. and eat them. They're good. <clears throat> and yeah. aesthetically doesn't pleasing, have, right? Yeah. So valuable content and educational content doesn't mean boring content, doesn't mean hard to get content, doesn't mean a boring lecture for a boring professor in a boring classroom or on a winter day. Yeah. It can be more of a, uh, have you seen the movie uh, Dead Poet Society? It's been a few years. I have seen it. It's been a few yeah. years. My Anyway, yeah. uh, this poetry teacher, you know, full of new ideas, he was doing this experience type of course taking uh, his students uh uh out uh, you know in the country and teaching them and performing and stuff like that so basically he took english literature poetry a boring lesson and it shows up in the in the movie and uh, uh took it to a whole new level this is what i'm saying this is what i mean by saying don't just post create an experience in every post you do create that experience. Yes. Turn your boring lessons, turn those boring terms, KPIs, ROI, IDA, AIDA, yep. it's a marketing formula, attention, interest, uh, desire, action, or anything you teach. Yeah. You, you, you teach podcasts. So may, maybe you can take this jargon and those boring terms and you know how to, and turn it into something more, easy to consume, easy to digest, fun to consume. Mm -hmm. And fun to consume doesn't mean I'm going to teach you by dancing or by stripping or by acting full. It, it, it means I will find my way. I will use my fucking creativity and, and, and common sense and mind to make it a bit more enjoyable and, and a bit more interesting and a bit more unique. Uh, and uh, something... Give examples, make analogies, uh, use props, uh, use video, use sketches, use stop, uh, stop motion uh, mm -hmm. animation. Find something. You don't have to go and, and, and copy teenagers from TikTok doing soft porn trends with their underwear, you know, etc. 
and try to teach people. Because if I was a convention organizer and I wanted you to come to my convention and speak, I would think twice to bring a clown on stage. Yes. And like you've already For some conventions, for if they're looking for something like this, yeah. Okay, it's I'm not saying you will never be hired as a yeah. strategist or as a coach or as a speaker, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm saying think a bit, you know, wider, think a bit more macro. How, how, how do you imagine your brand? How do you imagine your brand in five years? Yeah. Yeah, that's and and like you said at the beginning of the episode, you know, thinking of if you're just posting not in a business it's not as a business tool. That's one thing, you know, whatever you do, but if you're using it as a business tool, think long-term, think more than just in the moment and, and so trendy based, but depth based and long lasting. And that's, that's fascinating. Um, I had a thought that just seemed to escape me, but it, it makes a lot of sense, everything you're saying. And it does. Oh, it, I know what I was going to say. So it does seem everything you've said makes me think too of why everything looks. And I'm, I'm saying this as a question, even though it will sound like a statement is it seems like one of the reasons why everything seems as a, a copy of a copy of a copy of what I see on social media, Instagram specifically, or TikTok really too, is people are looking for the sure thing. Like creativity is scary because you don't know if it's going to work, but people will choose the safest route possible, which is looking at something that's performed well and then trying to do it exactly. And it doesn't look that good because it's not original. It's a copy and they're not doing it with their full heart behind it. Cause it's like, Hey, that worked for them. It'll work for me. And it doesn't work for the copy. And that's why I think a lot of stuff doesn't stand out. Would you agree? Dylan, can any shadow be more interesting than the actual item? No, not at all. So we become shadows yeah. of other creators. Yeah. We are a two-dimensional thing that is basically doing what the trendsetter or any trendsetter is doing. And the most dangerous thing is that even shadows can succeed because now the message becomes more confusing. Yeah. Yeah. And that seems scary. It's always, the idea always it seems scary to me to, be a shadow and then have the feeling of constantly looking for the next shadow, you know, the next light to have to emulate. The biggest trap, oh no, not the biggest trap. The biggest reason this is happening is because people, it's like an incest situation. Uh-huh. Everybody's copying everyone in uh-huh. the same platform. So I would suggest. Guys, if you want to give a fresh approach, start incorporating ideas from completely different mediums. Mm-hmm. So start uh, uh, studying YouTube videos, YouTube titles, YouTube thumbnails in order to create better content for Instagram. Start uh, reading Medium articles. Start uh, listening to podcasts and grab ideas, especially uh, when it comes to podcasts and Clubhouse where you... You, you can get confused by visuals. Mm-hmm. So you can form the idea. You can form the concept in your mind, however you want. It's a more pure, because, you know, yeah. 
when you're reading a carousel and the graphics are uh, with robots and uh, zombies and uh, uh, alarm clocks, your mind kind of uh, restricting itself into thinking in those visual terms. But when you're listening to a podcast, you are getting like zero idea, the zero concept. And now in your mind, you can create your protagonists and your stars and your, uh, uh, you know, every other, and you'll be like, okay, I can, I could present that concept and that idea on my Instagram this way or that way. Because now yeah. you're getting just the voice. You're getting just the sound. It's yeah. like the radio. When we are listening to our favorite radio producer, we didn't know how he looked like. Then we, it, it was just his voice. And we could take this joke, this idea, this concept, basically not even radio books. Yeah. When you're reading books. a book, everything is happening in your mind. Yeah. And if I ask you to make a post about this book, you can use this type of visuals and this type of narrative and this type of that. And if uh, you ask me to talk about the same book, I can create a completely different post because now we have no, nothing to restrict us in thinking in the same way. Yeah. So I start reading more books and start listening to podcasts and start going to, uh, uh, and start, you know, going on Pinterest, start getting ideas from completely different mediums. Because now, now I'm consuming Instagram content, reels, carousel, et cetera. Oh my God. I post about hashtags. I should post about hashtags. Okay. Let's do some more research. And now I'm getting 10 more posts about hashtags. And now I'm creating something new. And then the next creator is starting my own post. And you know, have you have a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. And each copy is a bit worse than the previous one because they are a copy. Yeah. That, yeah. MKH, MKBHB, a big tech YouTuber. Yep. Did an experiment. It was, I don't know, last year. He decided to download and re-upload one of his videos on YouTube for 1,000 times. So the first video he uploaded was an 8K version because he had uh-huh. like these insane cameras, etc. So first version, 8K, because he wanted to see uh, how the compression algorithm of YouTube affects videos. So original piece of content video, or in our analogy, the original idea. Uh-huh. Upload on YouTube. Done. Uploaded. 8K, super quality, clear, blah, 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 etc. Download it. Re-upload the downloaded version. Download. Upload. Download. Upload. Download. After, I don't know, 500 downloads and re-uploads, the video was unwatchable. It was like a (laughs) no huge pixels. I mean, piece of shit. Same thing is happening uh, on Instagram. You are getting a clone, a a worse clone of a different post. And this also helps of uh, spreading myths. So saves are the new, are, are super likes. One save equals five likes. And saves are the most important things. And don't edit your captions and start doing this and start doing that. Basically fake news that, that people keep reproducing. And each time they're adding like a new element that becomes even worse. And the solution is stop 
over-consuming Instagram content. Keep consuming content uh, in your niche, but try go out there and, and read some articles, read books, listen to podcasts, uh, join uh, uh, clubhouse rooms, listen to great digital marketeers and strategists and social media marketeers, uh, attend free webinars, get some fresh ideas, and then go back and keep creating fresher content. And the reason my content, uh, I'm trying my content to be original, not in the same of this is something completely new, but original in terms of I don't want my message and my delivery to be categorized or cliche, I've seen this, etc. Because I'm not getting my inspiration from Instagram. Yeah. Ah, that that's huge. That's huge. I don't care what other uh, digital marketing uh, uh, creators do. Yeah. I don't care. I'm just getting the direction. So I need to post something about hashtags. Okay, how do I express this? I did a, a post about hashtags. Uh, how do I find my hashtags using Mr. Bean's uh, exams uh, where, where he, you know, he's trying to I love copy. Him. Yeah. And it's basically how most of us uh, pick our hashtags. We are going <laughs> to another account yeah. and we're, oh, oh my God, those hashtags must be good. Let's copy them. <laughs> yeah. and it was exactly how... Uh, and I'm trying to infuse personal experience and personal stories. <coughs> and this is why makes my content kind of more unique. It's not the best approach for growth because people can handle uniqueness. People want like the uh, very, uh, the, the path, the open path, the most walked path. Uh, something they can reproduce, something they can copy. But do you think there's, cause I, I, that makes total sense what you just said. And there seems that my guess is, or my, I don't know, but my, I feel like there's such a deeper level of enjoyment, respect experience when it's, when you're consuming something that's like what you're just describing more unique, more creative, not following a copy of copy of copy, of course, it's like there's something different there where like I just feel it's longer lasting. The relationship is longer lasting because it's not built on trends or something. It helps you create super fans and it helps you be the brand, but Instagram may not be the ideal platform for a long-term uh, game because mm -hmm. uh, the life this uh self-life of our posts yeah so yes. basically after 48 hours let's say 72 hours our post is like basically non-existent yeah okay as opposed to finding your own style your own voice on youtube where the youtube can serve you a piece of content after eight years nine years youtube Last month, recommended me a video from 13 years ago, 2008. I had one the other night. I was like, I didn't even know YouTube was yeah, counting was anything at that time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it can help you more creating evergreen content. Okay. Yes. So for trends, stories, TikTok, Reels is like the best yeah. ephemeral content. 
so I'm I'm putting it out there and I don't care about what's happened tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm gonna post a new one. Yeah. But for those of us who wanna put out there uh something evergreen, yeah, uh something that can add value to people's life even next year or in three months or, or in five years. years. Yeah. 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 13 years. <laughs> yeah. Instagram is definitely not podcast, blogs, mm-hmm. uh, YouTube videos. So basically formats that can be discovered SEO. So uh, mm-hmm. on Google blogs, etc. cetera, uh, we can, uh, optimize their SEO and make it more SEO friendly and more discoverable on YouTube. Uh, same thing, uh, on podcasts. Uh, yeah. If, if someone is watching your podcast, they, they can go back to your episodes and they can, you know, pick to, uh, listen to any episode. Uh, but Instagram real stories, TikTok is not the best way. Yeah. And I don't blame them in Instagram. Instagram's priority was never to teach people. Instagram's priority was just to entertain, right? Uh, Instagram's priority before, uh, so th- three years ago, I guess it was, I don't know, to help people connect with each other. Okay. Mm-hmm. After Facebook uh, buying Instagram, Instagram starts becoming a bit more of a purposeful platform. So it uh, starts including uh, ads and shops and DMs and stories and stuff like that. Uh, and then they had like the personal accounts and the creator accounts and the business accounts. And now they're having a uh, shop. Uh, so it basically help you sell your stuff mm-hmm. and connect your eShop. Um, I personally feel that Instagram has no clear direction. So it's basically, I have no identity and I'm start stealing the best elements out of everybody trying to become something, but I'm just, you know, like, like Frankenstein. So I have the head of Snapchat and the hands of Facebook and the feet and the smile of TikTok, etc. It's like, a, oh my God, Insta yeah. Frankenstein. <laughs> yes. Um, this is, that's the best explanation I've heard. How are you working with people right now? So I can coach someone who is just starting or who has no idea how to use in the right way their social media for uh, growing their business, or I can consult a more experienced content creator or a more business, a more experienced business owner and answer specific questions help them overcome specific blogs, et cetera. But I also, I also have like two eBooks and I'm doing presentations and I'm doing seminars, basically any way I can to help people become more effective, more creative and more useful on social media. I can't teach someone how to go viral with reels because yeah. they are not my audience. Yeah. I don't want them to go viral. I want them to, uh, uh, create impact to, 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 to change lives, to uh, grow their business, to help their clients more, to stand out their competition, to lead. This is what I do. I love that. How do people best get, is it through Instagram? Yes. I mean, I basically 
live on Instagram. So this is my main platform. So the best way of getting in touch with me is send me an email at Christos at ChristosNikas.com. So first name at first last name.com. And uh, send me send me a, a, a DM on Instagram. And if I don't answer, if I don't see it, because I'm getting like 200, 250 DMs a day, maybe go under one of my posts and say, hello, Christos, I've also sent you a DM. And that's a nice uh, tip on how you can grab your audience attention or biggest accounts attention. So do follow up. Uh, I apologize in advance if I miss your uh, DM. But... Uh, Or you can start your DM, you know, by, you know, giving a keyword. I need coaching, Christos, reaching out for your help, et cetera, et cetera. But that's the best way, email and Instagram. And uh, so we can talk about it, get to know each other, understand if I can help them and find a way of how I can add the most possible value in their lives and in their business journey. Beautiful. And YouTube. YouTube is a new journey. YouTube is my opportunity to feel like a student again, because that's the key of getting better. You have always to feel like you have more to learn and that you have to do more. And because uh, uh, basically expanding your comfort zone. So if I sit on Instagram and like, oh my God, I have 200,000 followers. I'm done. I'm there. You know, I've achieved this. I've achieved this gold. I've uh, put my feet on this uh, Everest K2, K1 uh, peak. You won't grow higher. You won't uh, uh, go further. You won't travel, you know, uh, to uh, explore new places. So starting on a new platform, It's not just serving my business goals. So to expand, to create a new audience, to find a new way of building my authority, my personal brand, etc. But it's also a new way of learn more, expand my creativity, uh, develop more skills, both hard skills, uh, on-camera presence, editing, storytelling, etc. But also my soft skills and. Uh, Uh, feel like I know nothing again because it was one great ancient Greek who said uh, the only thing I know is that I know nothing the man is special and incredible right I just Again, I want to say it again. Thank you, Christos, for coming on the podcast. I sincerely value uh, our friendship and relationship. And I have said it many times to him. I really hope I can make my way out to Greece and visit him in person because that would just be a blast. I've always wanted to go to Greece, never been. And it would just be extra special to be able to meet him in person someday. Uh, I truly, sincerely mean that. So if you would like to learn more about Christos, please see the show notes for that. All the stuff is linked there. Um, make sure you follow him on Instagram. It's an absolute delight to follow. And like he says, no BS. I think you got that by now from uh, his delivery and all the knowledge he dropped during this episode. Thank you sincerely for listening to this podcast. If you liked it, 
I would really appreciate, I almost said sincerely three times. <laughs> I, I did say it, dang. Um, I would really appreciate it if you would rate and review on Apple Podcasts if you listen there or on Spotify if you listen there. Uh, it would mean a lot to me. So I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you next week.